Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Hello and welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. My name's Cassie. I'm Whitney. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> sisters, if you couldn't guess. <laughs> welcome, Nelson sisters, Thank you. from Thank the you. awesome podcast, Historical Hotties, one of my faves. Aw. Thanks. This is podcasters supporting podcasters here on Insanely Haunted. Yeah. We love that. We're very excited to be on the show. I've never seen. Ghost Hunters uh, before, so this is an experience yeah, for this me. Was, this is a very serious uh, um, experience. Um, oh, wow, really? Um, excuse, excuse us, it is Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Ghost Adventures, I'm sorry. <laughs> the extreme editing should have tipped me off. <laughs> yes. I forgot that this is y'all's first experience with this television it is. show. Yes, mm-hmm. it was quite an experience as well. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so what's your first impression? Uh... <laughs> Radical, dude. Super fucking radical. I think that is one of my strongest impressions of the show is, first of all, the very, like, manic, we're, we really want to be editing a Metallica music video kind of editing style. (laughs) And also, Mm -hmm. the way that they're trying to both be really scared and super bro-tough at the same time, they're trying to, like, find that balance between, Mm. this is so freaky, you all would be fading on the floor, it's just because we're such manly bros that we can, you know, stand it. So that was my main impression of the show. I feel like that's a very accurate impression of the show. You feel like we got a good taste based on that? Yeah. Oh, I think you did. This is an iconic episode of Ghost Adventures, truly. Um, One of the greatest. This is is the season five episode, The Winchester Mystery House. Uh, And if the name Winchester sounds familiar to you, it's because it's the gun thing. It's that gun gun brand. And and you ladies have actually been there before. Would you like to talk about this place? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a beautiful Victorian house in San Jose, California, and it's famous because it was built by uh, Mrs. Winchester, and she thought that the Winchester repeating rifle, it was called the rifle that won the West because it could reload quicker than any other gun. It mm. had like the rotating chamber that it could just, re- you didn't have to pause like you did with other guns. So it was much more effective and therefore killed a lot of people. And her husband died and she was feeling really guilty about all of the deaths caused by the thing that built her family's fortune oh. and was worried that the ghosts were going to come after her. And so mm-hmm. a psychic told her that as long as she kept building, as long as there was construction going on, ghosts couldn't like settle there. Right. That they might come after her, but they couldn't stay in a building that was, like, in flux. Awesome. Sure. So that's why all of the crazy construction that it's famous for. And it's actually used to be much bigger than it was now. There was a big fire and, like, a whole... Like a wing. It had gotten up to, like, a a wing that went up to seven stories with a tower. Collapsed. And because it was after she died, nobody ever rebuilt it. So the house was much bigger at the, like, peak of its construction than it is now. Really? That's so yeah. cool. Uh, my yeah. first note about this episode and having been in the Winchester Mystery House, it is not that confusing to get around the Winchester Mystery House. It is, it is <laughs> not. We made a it very big deal about what room are we in? What yeah. direction are we going? What's happening? Did we just loop around? It's really not that confusing. Also, he did that like seven times in the same hallway. <laughs> and if oh, you yeah. can't figure out yeah. this one hallway that you're in that does nothing weird, it's just a regular hallway. Yeah, you've got bigger problems than, than a confusing house if that one hallway confuses you yeah i mean it's more a house that has weird stuff than a house that's designed to like be a maze because she just had to keep building she wasn't you know now that conflicts with some of the things we hear from people in this episode things that you hear from almost everyone in this episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
despite the fact that this is like a tour a tour destination like we hear from a lot of tour guides and things like that everybody has a different fucking story and they're all like some person says that she had the ghosts she had this place built so that it would confuse the ghosts to be intentionally maze like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somebody else mentions that she conducted a séance and the ghosts told they, her, like, gave her what plans. to build yeah yeah what the she- fuck she did have a seance room and yeah. she did conduct seances there almost every night, but it was to try and specifically talk to her dead, like husband and kids. Yeah. It oh. wasn't to try and contact with the ghost. She was afraid were going after her family. Oh. She even built all these protections into like the shape of the room and stuff mm-hmm. so that ghosts couldn't travel from that room to the rest of the house. Mm. Okay. All right. So it was like the one ghost zone in the house. Okay. The <laughs> okay. ghost friendly <laughs> This is the yeah. sort of the, the anchor point for ghosts. So would you say that uh, all the stories and the, the getting lost in the building was a little over-dramatized? Uh, yes, I would oh, say that's just fair. Just a hair? Just like a touch, you know? Just they could have... I would have liked like a skosh more restraint, but that's it. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a place he could also... Zach Bacon's, the host of Ghost Adventures, could also use some restraint is maybe he could uh, learn a little bit more... Uh, strident rules about gun safety. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, God. In the opening, the opening fucking monologue of this episode, he not only points a gun at the cameraman, he fires it. <laughs> yeah. Even if that was a blank, you're still not supposed to do that. That's still so dangerous. Yeah. Well, the whole thing with guns was a little bewildering because they talk about the scene when they're in her bedroom and they're they're shooting B-roll with the Winchester rifle. With a bunch of guns, yeah. And, yeah. and then they're like, oh, we're surprised that these guns provoke spirits. We didn't think about that at all. And it was like, why'd you bring the guns then? You 100% thought the... Like... Well, Zach has to show how manly he is. Absolutely. So, um... If you couldn't tell, Zach Bagans' masculinity is more fragile than his faux hog. <laughs> it's fragiler than an eggshell. <laughs> I did notice that, yes. Yeah, it was definitely picking up on that in the scene in the gun range where they're using oh, non-Winchester oh guns god. to shoot paper demons. <laughs> we will we will get to that. Oh my god. Uh, so, so, one of the first um, people that they speak to, her name's Katie. I think she's god, really cute. God, poor Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying so mm-hmm. hard. She is. Mm-hmm. And she's being very professional and just a sweetie. Uh, and she's like, you know, telling some of the story, which isn't the most accurate uh, stuff. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. So Zach embarrasses himself a lot in this this like intro to the house. Mm-hmm. He does this goofy thing. So they're in this room where you're not allowed to wear shoes, apparently. And so he does this kind of, he's trying to do this like risky business kind of slide across the floor well, thing. it's really mm-hmm. polished well. It's a, it's a, it's a Victorian parquet floor, which gets like messed up very, very quickly, which is why you can't wear shoes. Okay. Because it's, once it's scuffed, mm. you can't unscuff it. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, he does a goofy dance there. And then like, there's a scene in a hallway with cool wallpaper where he's oh like, my God. talking about, oh, this is like a Willy oh, Wonka the Chocolate so Factory. Gross. That is yeah, very that old is, wallpaper. <laughs> that's very old. I know. And I will say, if I had a historic property that people were asking me to do a ghost show in and I saw this episode, I would be like, mm, no, no, maybe yeah. I don't no, let no, you thank into you. my historic Never property. Again. <laughs> Please don't lick my antique wallpaper. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know how hard we work to restore that? Zach, in every episode, whenever he's at a historic place, he has no restraint when it comes to messing with historic furniture oh. or really anything. He will just like, if there's a, a, a antique bed that's usually blocked off, he will go and lay in no. it. And try to get lucky with ghosts no. in it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That yeah. makes me so mad. History people find that very painful. There is, oh God, there is. A Don't watch the rest of the show. Neither You should not watch this show. There is an episode where they go to a plantation. Oh God. Uh, in the South. And I think it's now it's a, part of its estate park. But there is a preserved slave house, I believe, that has like... You know, what is it called when you put your head through the hole and your hands Stuck through the hole? The gallows. The gallows. Yeah, that thing. There are gallows for ankles that they forced slaves to wear. Mm-hmm. 
And these buffoons dare to put their feet into these things. It is just for like five minutes, and then they're like, "And now we know what it was like." Oh, yeah. Oh my Hell gosh. No. Yeah. Oh, I want to punch them so hard through time. Yeah. I know, right? Oh, right. That's why we do this show is because we can't actually go and punch them. Yeah. We just have to scream about it instead. Oh, over, way to over... super minimize hundreds of years of slavery, guys. Oh. Right? Yeah. So we're also we're introduced to quite a wide cast of characters in this particular episode of Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's we a are. lot of people in this one, including mm-hmm. Dr. Jeff Dwyer. Yes. Did you guys remember this fellow? You mean paranormal mad scientist? No, oh, no, 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 that's, that's Josh. Josh. That's Jeremy. That's Jeremy or Josh. Josh. Uh, yes, a lot of J's names. in this one. <laughs> yeah, no. Jeff Dwyer he- is a person who is far more serious about ghosts than Zach Bagans uh-huh. is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is the guy in the in the switchback case. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I do have to say that the thing that was most notable about the architecture, there's a lot of things that were notable about the architecture when we were there, but the thing that, that was most infuriating to me of all of the weird design stuff was those stairs. They are less than an inch in height for every stair. And the, the reason That's... that you get nauseated on them is because your brain freaks out about having to walk up five stairs to... of like three quarter yeah. inch steps where your your knees are like stopping at the wrong points because you expect it to either be flat or be a stair. And so you do this weird yeah. like wiggly sailor leg kind of walk going up the stairs because none of it is where you expect it to be. That's why you get nauseated on those stairs. Yeah, the weird thing yeah. about those stairs is not like the tightness of the walls. They were making such a meal <laughs> out of like the small space there. Well, that's because Zach felt uncomfortable being so close to another mm-hmm. man. He uh. both claustrophobic and homophobic mm-hmm. in one mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Well, and I totally get that. Where we live in Washington, there's a lot of those mini stairs, probably not as small as what you're describing, but they are extremely disorienting having to walk down or mm-hmm. up. And like, it's like you feel like either. You have to skip every step, and that's disorienting because you might like just totally trip and fall, or yeah. you go really small steps, but then you also trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit no matter what. And it it is one of the notable things about the Winchester Mystery House, and one of the more disconcerting things is that a lot of the proportions are weird and off. There's like mm-hmm. a cupboard that's only an inch and a half deep two inches deep, mm-hmm. and it's like a full-size cupboard, like, meant to store, you know, linens in or something like that, but it's only two inches deep, and and things oh. like that, where mm-hmm. it's like some doorways will be much, much taller than others and, and that kind of stuff. Or smaller. There's one door, I think, that, like, the door frame on the other side isn't as big as the door frame in the room you're coming from. Oh, and mm-hmm. some people talk about that, like, that was Ghost directing her to build it. Yes, that's what Jeff says. Jeff says perhaps that get ghosts don't understand like the physical dimensions yeah. of our world. Yeah, but it's also just could be that somebody who was not an architect was drawing plans for architects. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this actually reminds me a lot. I'm reading right now uh, The Haunting of Hill House. And I don't know if you guys read that book, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the, the proportions of everything in the house are incorrect. I wonder if she got that from uh, oh. the Winchester Mystery House. But just how it like screws with your mind and mm-hmm. makes you feel uneasy. Yeah, I did think that I'd heard that it was like one of her major. It was one of the major inspirations for the Haunting of Hill House. Like I don't oh, know oh, that for shit. sure, but I had heard that it was like you know just like that one hotel that Stephen King stayed in was the you know yeah. original seed for the idea for The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's We've been there. Hotel. Oh, I've not been there. It was very well, cool. Well, we didn't stay because we're poor. We well, just snuck yeah. in. We just like walked around. Because you can just go and walk around in hotels. I don't know if anyone's it's ever. It's true. You can. Yeah. No, I've done I mean, I've, I've done that. I've just gotten like drinks in the lobby of a hotel yeah. I'm not staying at. Yeah. Just yeah. go walk around. You know, it's fun. Well, I, I remember uh, like saying kind of quietly, but still audible to the guy at the front desk. <laughs> can we walk around? And he totally ignored me. So either he was a butthead Either he didn't hear me or he was no, a he ghost was, and he didn't no, hear me. No, what he was doing is giving you a solid because he would have to say no if ah, he had heard you. And he knows that you want to yes. go looky-loo in The Shining. So if he didn't hear you, then he can't say, I told them to leave. He can say, oh, that's so yeah. cool. No, that was a good, he was being nice to you is what yeah, he was he doing. Shout out to the front desk dude at the fucking Stanley. Yeah. Nice. He was not ignoring he you. Was, he was uh, subtly giving you yeah. a head nod. <laughs> <to> like... <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, 
before we move on from the switchback staircase, I do want to note that Zach's guest smacks his head on the staircase really, really hard. So hard. I saw that and I was like, oh no. They spend like no time confirming with him that he's okay and wants to continue. Oh God. Uh, But as we move beyond this, Zach, Zach Zach has to stop because he's feeling claustrophobic. Um, about the closeness of the stairs. And then we move into uh, the a segment that they left in the show for some reason. Mm-hmm. Probably because they had to cut the lockdown early. I'm imagining that's why they left all of this dumb stuff uh, in the first section. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because Zach has to go to the bathroom. Which is he... not something that you usually talk about on your show. No, usually we try to pretend that the audience is going to acknowledge the fact that we're doing it at some point, but we don't want to talk about it. I have it. a lot of feelings about this. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, sure, well, go no, So here's the thing. Know. There was a... They had to have not let these guys near this one door, uh, and I totally understand why, but there's a door that falls that opens up to the outside and falls three feet. There's no balcony or staircase or railing. It just opens up, and it's a sheer plummet to the ground. That is a perfect... It's one of the more famous weird features. It's a perfect opportunity when you're doing this bathroom gag to do Uh some of his dude bro-y madcap comedy of, like, opening the door into nowhere. Like, And I'm sure it's because they were like, these guys are jackholes. We can't let them near the door that might kill them. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole time I was like, he's going to open the door to nowhere. He's going to almost fall down. And then it didn't happen. And I was very put out. Well, I'm surprised he didn't do that because he almost kills himself or somebody else in like every episode. No baganzing in this episode. No baganzing. That's what we call it when Zach does something in- extremely dangerous and somehow makes it out alive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sticking his head in an elevator shaft He's with a moving this. elevator. He's done oh, this. Oh. Yeah. See? See, I that's how well I picked up the vibe of this show is I immediately was like, he's going to do some weird hijinks around the three-story plummet. And, yep. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> but the Winchester people were apparently ahead of yeah. that. Most. Yeah, I'm sure. I bet they were like on their tail and anytime they were about to do something stupid, they're like, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. Yeah, except for the one in in the widow Winchester's bedroom who seemed to be like willing to play along with them. All of these, the Winchester people seem pretty annoyed by them being there in oh, general. This <laughs> poor person who is giving them the tour when Aaron has so they have this sequence um where it's all shot on Aaron's camera phone because they'd all put their recording equipment up which by the way isn't that like your whole job yeah shouldn't yeah, you just always have your, your cameras on <laughs> and it if is it just me or did they seem drunk in this sequence they did to me too I mean I don't have enough frame of reference for the show to know if that's <laughs> just how they always behave <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a little of column A and a little column B, frankly. Um, They get this person to explain how somebody else saw a ghost in this room, but it's not exactly the same because they got like an orb in a photo. And she's talking about like a real ghost being seen by a person, but like their confirmation bias will take literally (laughs) anything that even sounds remotely the same. Uh, We also meet, I really want to talk about Mini Zag. Y'all notice this kid? Mm-hmm. Mini Zach Baggins. Oni was his name. Why did he? Yeah, why did we have Oni in this episode? Do you remember? Uh, some. I mean, I don't. He was telling a story about having been in the mystery house at a different okay. time and like heard a ghost voice talking to them. Yeah, mm. they caught an EVP. But he's literally dressed. He like is Zach Mini Zach Baggins. You can see the the belt buckle and everything. <laughs> Yes, the tuck just behind the belt the buckle. Tuck, yes. The tuck. <laughs> oh man, it's kind of cute, but he really admires Zach. He does. He does. And there's something nice about that, even if Zach is kind of a jack off sometimes, <laughs> or all most the of time. the time, all the time. <laughs> uh, but it's after this sort of general tour stuff oh. that we really get probably the meatiest section of this whole episode. Um. The gun range. The gun range. Mm-hmm. You know they've been itching for it since they signed up for this. Well, I mean, anytime they get a chance to have a gun in their hands, oh, they'll they'll go for they it. They do. They it. gotta do it. They can't help themselves. And <laughs> yeah, they also can't help them. Man, the fucking targets they set up. 
The demons in the Grim Reaper. Yeah. yeah, and one the one that is a demon is like a skull head. No, it's a it's a head with horns, and it says demon above it, just so you don't get confused. <laughs> Zach gets like weirdly <sighs> personal as he's shooting this. He has to work some stuff out. Mm-hmm. He's going through some stuff. He does. He's like, bang! That's for saying that you kill me. Bang! That's for following me home. Bang! That's for messing with my friends. Uh, and then he says, and that's just for being a stupid, dumbass demon. Oh, and, and, and for being a pain in his ass, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Zach's uh, revealing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Zach maybe shouldn't be handling firearms right now. <laughs> yeah, if I were on the crew, I would be pretty uncomfortable right about then. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then there's like like one last shot <laughs> where he's firing at the Grim Reaper. He just misses entirely. <laughs> it's not moving at all. <laughs> and I don't say this like, oh, what a dumbass, like, because it's hard to shoot a gun. It is hard, it's just yeah. like, why would you leave that in there? Yeah. <laughs> you control also, what goes mm-hmm. in this. The whole idea that guns would do anything to demons and Grim Reapers. <laughs> right? I was thinking that too. Like, they're already dead, you idiots. <laughs> Zach played a little too much Doom when he was younger. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of, like, they. Even if they couldn't get their hands on a Winchester gun to shoot in the range, one of them could have uh-huh. shot a gun that at least looked like a Winchester gun. Like, they could have found a <laughs> rifle. Instead, they're shooting these stupid, unnecessary... Yeah. and, yeah. like, handguns, and, yeah. Like, like, you could have made a whole plot point out of trying to anger the, like, Winchester ghosts or summon them up by shooting Winchester rifles or even just saying shooting rifles. Yeah. Like, that's the whole reason why she did the thing. I, f- I felt like there was a huge opportunity that was missed by using, like, modern guns. Well, let's talk about the fact that, like, why were they at the Winchester house at all really oh, in the first okay, place? Okay, so that's because like, <laughs> you have... Yeah, you have one of the most. I have so many like, thoughts and feelings about this haunted buildings in America. That literally has a uh-huh. seance room. They literally, that they didn't go in at all, which makes me nope. think maybe the Winchester right. people didn't let them. Because why would you not go in the seance room when you're a ghost hunting show at the Winchester Mystery House? Right. Um, but they also spent the whole time with these demons that are supposedly stalking them and in trying other to create locations. a portal for these demons from that, other locations. From, yes, from other locations. Oh, I'm so glad we're broaching the subject. <laughs> like, they oh, did God. so little that was actually about the you house. That's true. This yes. whole plot point of, of satellite portals for demons in, like, an episode where you just have, like, a really boring potentially haunted house or something like that. That could have been a whole episode. The Winchester Mystery House has so much to work with on its own. You don't need to bring in this whole other, like, vendetta with demons from previous locations thing. (laughs) Yeah. For, like, two-thirds of the episodes, they they already, they're just dealing with these demons that are supposedly stalking them. Also, if these demons have followed them home from various other locations, why do they think they need internet Skype portals to travel? (laughs) Well, they need proof on TV. Oh yeah, gotta show, gotta show all the people that this is what they go through. This is real. So, and as, they also want to test out their new technology. As yeah. Whitney and Lindsay mentioned, the the fucking the 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 crown jewel of this episode. Wait, 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 wait. Can I ask something real quick? Yes, of course. Is the Winchester Mystery House a state park in California? It's a like a national historic building. I think. Okay. I don't okay. think it's. I don't think it is a state park, but. That's okay. a good point. But it's I like was just a, curious. Point. It is like a protected historic building, I think. But. Okay, because we've noticed that when they visit some state parks, that the rangers just kind of don't want to hear anything about ghosts or answer <laughs> questions about ghosts. Just um, rather not participate in the whole ghost thing. Yeah, so I was just curious as to if it was like on that level, and maybe they were like, we don't really want you to do a seance here. But... At the same time, if that's the whole like but, I mean, you have, appeal of the you place, have so many weird things in the house, like the staircase to yeah. nowhere and the switchbacks. And they the... didn't do anything about how she made the number thirteen recur yeah. in like all the time in they all didn't of do the all of the chandeliers. The have thirteen branches. All of the yeah, no. There's so much about the house that they didn't do at all. I bet you anything that Zach straight up did not notice the thirteens. But, but the, the tour guides know they talk about it in every tour. The house. <laughs> Someone on that show is responsible for research. Someone knew about the 13th. I did not know that because 
Well, I didn't know it, but also they didn't talk about that. At all. Like, yeah. It was seriously bewildering. They could have been anywhere. Was, I don't understand why they got the Winchester house. The Winchester this. Mystery House is definitely a full episode's worth of content on its own. I did not need yeah. to you don't have to include something stupid. With the backstory right. of like being stalked by a demon and Oh shit. I've just realized that y'all since this is your first episode of Ghost Adventures, you have no you're going in totally blind on this on these other two locations. Yes. Oh, other yeah. than the fact that they <laughs> mentioned them 30,000 times throughout the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, think, I think we got it. I think we're covered. Okay. I think we're all caught okay, up on that. They even established the yeah. previous locations when they brought in the little Zach. They talked about yeah, the previous yeah. locations. So it was like even very early on in the episode, they had mentioned previous locations. But uh, yes. I mean, True. I think they, they're very unsure about their audience's memory capabilities. Because, well, I think that's like, fair, though. Like two thirds of the way through the episode, they tell us about the scene in Mrs. Winchester's bedroom as if we hadn't watched a 10 minute segment on it just a couple minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, but like how yeah. much of their audience is regularly stoned? <laughs> At least two. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to say, like, the Venn diagram of people who watch that show and people who are stoned is a circle. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. There are many drinking games online oh, for this TV show. So, like, yeah, I just really think that it's maybe fair to underestimate the viewers' capacity for recall. Just a little bit. Okay. Or rather, no, the television fair. show goes at the same speed as Zach Bragans' brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, like we said, the crown jewel of this episode is this incredible... So they keep calling it like they have so many names for it. They have like a satellite portal or a satellite grid. Oh, it's they a kept three- saying satellites so much like they just discovered them. <laughs> yeah. It's a three-way Skype call. This, this newfangled <laughs> satellite technology that we just created. Mm. Like you can literally see the user interface and it's a fucking, it's just a Skype yep. call between yep. the Winchester Mystery House, the Washoe Club, and Bobby Mackey's Music World. So three, two other pretty famous Ghost Adventures locations. Well, but then we also have the oh, yeah, then, grand and Josh piece is here of too. technology. <laughs> They're mad scientists. Um, it's a low, very low frequency receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, by the way, didn't they let in their paranormal mad scientist after, the after they were already supposedly on lockdown? Yes. Yeah. It's not as locked as it's, it's kind of a metaphorical <laughs> lockdown, you know? So it's well, basically he saying he had to call the building manager to end the lockdown. I was like, I was earlier like, you mm-hmm. just opened the door. You let Joshua, your mad scientist, in after the lockdown. That door might still be open. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So this thing is supposed to be like a super sensitive EMF detector, basically? No, it's like a, it's a radio receiver. It's even dumber than that. Like, oh, it doesn't okay. even detect like but guys, stuff it has, that... It has a coil antenna. <laughs> he made a big point of the coil. That's how you know. Yeah, and then when he turns it on, it sounds funny. Isn't so there that's like you know. a there's some some weird toy thing that does that weird noise though. It's, it's just an oscilloscope. That's all yeah. this thing mm-hmm. is, as yeah. far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently it is supposed to, like, if Josh gets like a weird spike on this thing while they see some ghosty shit happening, that's supposedly like a during confirmation. their Skype call. Yes, during their <laughs> Skype call, which is going to be in, interfering with the EM field quite a lot they, because it's a Skype probably, call. They've yeah. triangulated their spirits. Mm-hmm. This whole thing just speaks to it. I mean, like, if we're going to get into the like logistics of, of ghost hunting as like a practice and the fact that everything disrupts an EM reader. Like, right? The fact that we fucking have cell phones in our pockets constantly transmitting. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of issues with ghost hunting technology <laughs> and how all of the rest of modern day interferes with it. Yeah, but and, ley lines, and the fact guys. That, like, 50% of this show is just repeating like sounds on. And I know that's like a classic ghost hunting thing as well. Oh, yeah. But the like, triple replays in this episode are off the, the are, like so off the scales. Yeah. So many. It, it goes into excessive very quickly. So they actually do like they they show a little bit of restraint and try to do some ghost hunting before the technology part comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just them doing an EVP session in the ballroom, but it's like a live EVP session where they're like playing it back as soon as they record it and like desperately grasping for straws. <laughs> they feel like they get a, a, quote, a young female laugh, but it's really like, it's just, to me, it just sounds like the thing that 
just the recorder making noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this like whole just... time they're saying like, oh, demons will uh, pretend that they're women or children to trick you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lull you into false sense exactly. of security. Oh. This disembodied yeah. child voice is so much more safe and secure than a disembodied male voice. Right. <laughs> uh, Nick... In particular, this is where his, there's this whole saga with all three of these dudes. And this is where it kind of begins. Nick feels a little paranoid that some of the ghosts from Washoe Club who have called out to him in the past are going to call out to him again. Oh, right. Have we mentioned the locations? Yeah, we, we okay. brief, just briefly. The other two locations are Washoe Club and Bobby Mackey's Music World. And those uh, locations are in Nevada and Kentucky, respectively. Yes. Um, and they actually, really, really wanted to make a point of time zones. But the Nevada one is in the same time zone. That was zone hilarious. When he talked about what time it was in Nevada being the same time as it is in San Jose, I was like, yes, thank you for explaining how time zones do and do not work. <laughs> <laughs> Which also makes it a whole lot easier to understand why the fucking atmosphere at Bobby Mackey's Music World was so tense, because it was like two in the morning while all this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got... We've got um, Rest in peace, uh, Debbie and Mark Constantino. I don't know if you guys know about them, but a few years ago there was a murder-suicide, uh, an obviously abusive relationship, but Zach insists that it was demons. Oh, that's what the whole the mm-hmm. demon is making her mad at her boyfriend thing was about. Oh, no, that's, that's that was the other couple. That's the other oh, that was couple. the other one. Okay, never mind that. Maybe it's just what demons like to do, I guess. Demons like to fuck up relationships. Or rather, people who have toxic tendencies like to blame their personality traits on demons. Uh, ha, ha, ha. If... <laughs> so the first thing that happens as soon as this call begins is that the Washoe Club connection drops. <laughs> <laughs> like, instantaneously, they're out. Yeah. And what's so, and of course, of course, they blame it on ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're sitting there on the other side going, like, ghost, is this you? Did you do That's this? That's so <laughs> funny you, to me. Did you crash our regularly unreliable thing? Yeah. <laughs> what's exactly. amazing so, to me. Historical hotties is definitely also haunted. Yeah. <laughs> if Skype trouble equates to haunting, then yeah. we are so oh, haunted. Super haunted. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't possibly be that they're in a stone basement in a historical building <laughs> fucking 50 feet away from their router. It couldn't Absolutely be that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's got to be demons. It's the only, only explanation. Well, thank goodness Mark and Debbie uh, were consummate pr- professionals at the time of this so and cool continue doing calm. EVP. Yeah. The other people at uh, Bobby Mackey's music hall like there's two guys who were like in the video and speaking with everyone and then there's one of their girlfriends in the back sitting in a chair not having a great time not having a great time <laughs> um, and like things start to get serious real okay. quick and this episode like okay episodes of Ghost Adventures always devolve into utter chaos Yeah, mm-hmm. this one goes 0 to 60 <laughs> so instantly on that mm-hmm. I think really the, the addition of not only Skype but like Skyping with Doing a three-way Skype call during an all-night ghost investigation, just there's so many variables that throw to throw wrenches in the works here. Yeah, and I you know, I know we talked about before that this was a real waste of the Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> but if if you really wanted to do an experiment about like bringing demons through the internet to a di- go to a totally unhaunted house, how are you yeah. supposed to great, tell? Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great fucking point. There isn't the ghosts that are already there. You went to a super mm-hmm. haunted place, and yeah. then your proof of bringing mm-hmm. ghosts through the internet is that haunting is that stuff there were happens there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do we know that they're not <laughs> Winchester Mystery House excellent demons? Excellent point. Thank yeah, like go to a condo point. that was built yesterday and that there were no construction problems and nobody died and then try to bring your demons from Nevada. Yeah. Yes, good point. <laughs> I just want to uh, jump in real quick because I forgot to mention this. Zach does mention that he does ask Josh, quote, can these spirits hitch rides on the information superhighway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So things oh, get a little too real that, for t- like he just found out about it. <laughs> yeah. Zach Bagans learned about the internet like two days before this investigation began. Right after learning about satellites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's very jazzed about living in the 21st century now. So. Yes. So one of the features that they've created. So we've got this three-way Skype call. We've got the very low frequency receiver with the big fancy antenna. We also have uh, a portal that they have created 
using devices that they refer to as EM pumps. Yeah. What what is an EM that's, pump? That's a very good question. Search me, man. Uh... <laughs> if it's just a device that creates an electromagnetic field, then like What's the point? What is it doing? Like is it just <laughs> You just turn it on and then it's on. And it has an electromagnetic field. Yeah, no, I don't know. None of this made any sense to me. They've already talked about the demons following them home, so they can clearly leave where they are already. Uh, maybe it was, like, summoning them specifically now at this time and in this place, but, like, they did not set up their premise very well for this experiment. No, not at all. It's at this point that Aaron starts to begin to feel a, a bit odd. He starts getting the chills, which is a ghost indication, of course. Well, so they've been hearing footsteps and some growls and voices and stuff and uh Aaron yeah like Max said Aaron is not feeling well um apparently he's drawn into this side room and then you know everybody's like Aaron where are you and what you doing in there and he's like I don't know man just something drove me in there and and Zach's Zach's like, get like, back in go there. back in there <laughs> And then he's like, no, no, I don't want to go. It's scary. I right. went over there totally by myself a second ago. But but of course, Zach's a total dickhead to Aaron. He does this every fucking time. Zach he... Bagans has never used the word please in his life. <laughs> he's, he's horrible. And he always sends Aaron in by himself, even when he doesn't want to be in there. Um, and... And then, what do you know, Aaron gets even worse, and Zach's, like, sure that he saw he was possessed, something weird in his eyes, and Aaron swears he saw a man standing next to Zach, and then it, like, went through him. Like we said, this the chaos of this investigation mm -hmm. is hard to uh, overstate. Yeah. Well, yeah, Aaron's getting all kinds of physical symptoms every minute. He's getting hot and cold chills. He's getting severe stomach aches. He's getting, he sounds like he like, just got the flu. Yeah. He just yeah, sounds like he's sick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, while this is going on, also, you've got uh, Mixmaster Josh in the back just swinging that very low frequency receiver all around. So there's like this constant background noise of like. <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, never having watched the show before that I was taken with is the spirits and or demons and the sort of modernity and like casual conversation, conversation the that they yes. use when they're talking to people. They're like, hey, fuck you, man. And I'm like, is that how demons talk? <laughs> demons, demons have really moved with the times. Is all they're like, they're the hell, dude. And I'm like, wait, what? Is that what the ghosts like, say? Or like, Nick's an ass. Wasn't that one of them? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick's an ass was one of them. And they I'm just like, like mm. I guess, keep up with the lingo of yeah, the day I mean, as time goes on. So. If these are ghosts who died in the past, they've kept up. And if these are demons who are like eternal, they've got real colloquial. So. It's lit in here. <laughs> <laughs> They're frequent Urban Dictionary users. Well, I mean, they can't travel through the internet superhighway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe that's uh, where they hang when it's daylight and they're not haunting anybody. Yeah. There's a really great part in this episode where Washoe Club comes back in and Debbie says, things are getting really crazy. You won't believe what happened to us. And then they cut that and we never hear what she was going to say. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. And then they had one voice recording of like a demon telling somebody he was a dick. That was like, a, it wasn't that. I think that was they, the ass one, actually. But. They also, when one of them says, is this you doing giving us these internet troubles? The EVP apparently just says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. They don't even say yes. Like, yeah is so casual and so much less threatening mm -hmm. than yeah. saying, yes, I'm the one doing this. They're like, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Make something of a bro. Give me a ripple. I guess demons just aren't very eloquent. Eloquent. No. Sorry. Not. Yeah. So every time something happens at Mackey's, it seems to sort of exacerbate this relationship issue that <laughs> the lead investigator there is having with his significant other. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, it, and of course, Zach is not helping things because Zach, this is the this is where it really feels like it comes to a total head because Zach commands him to turn his computer's alt volume all the way up. Which the guy at Mackey's is very like, okay, here you go. And he start and Zach starts commanding the ghosts at Mackey's to come over, come over here and talk to us. And it's so incredibly obvious that what's happening is that the computer there, the microphone is picking up feedback. 
Mm-hmm. Aaron, Zach believes it is a ghost telling Aaron to start killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like an EVP, but like a real life EVP that you hear with your human ears. <laughs> you don't need to play back your little digital recorders for. Yeah. Uh, and this is where that whole thing happens where Zach gets really scared of Aaron and Aaron thinks he sees someone behind Zach. Um, Josh over in the corner looking and feeling very awkward, probably. <laughs> And the investigation ends early at one p- or sorry one a.m. Uh, and and Zach makes a huge deal about how this is the first time I've ever had to end a investigation early, um, and then they do this like after bit where they talk about uh, the the couple at Bobby Mackey's. Oh my god! Apparently, like oh my god. The, the girl, Melissa, felt like she was being possessed after the investigation. Okay, what, what she what what she apparently described, though, is just being a toxic person. Just well, well just having extra towards her boyfriend, which if my boyfriend was making me sit in a basement at four in the morning to talk to <laughs> demons slash ghosts, I don't know that I would be feeling super chill towards them either. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and then so instead of going to like a couples therapist or relationship counseling or anything like that, they go to Bishop James Long of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the my great shame to share a hometown with this uh, god awful man. D- have you all ever heard of Bishop James Long? You two? Mm-mm. I have not. Bishop James Long is a recurring character on Ghost Adventures. He is a bishop in the, this is the full name of the organization, the United States Old Catholic Church. (laughs) Not the Catholic Church, the United States Old Catholic Church. Hey guys, Uh we don't believe in Vatican II, we're the Old Catholic Church. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole deal with him, and we've covered this on other episodes. He has a website. You you can go to his website and buy holy water and buy silver crosses and shit. And buy packages. The dude basically sells indulgences. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and he apparently believes that Melissa has been possessed and that they need to do some like intense depossession kind of stuff with her to like fix her. Yes. Also, her boyfriend is starting to show signs of demonic influence. Mm-hmm. So they both got cleansed. You yes. or someone you know may be showing signs of demonic influence. <laughs> or you guys you could you... just be fighting a lot, you know. <laughs> it could just be a bad relationship. You do not know. Um, but that's that. Uh, that's kind of the end of the episode proper, but they do, we get a second after segment. We get like two actual after segments on this one. Which is actually really sad. This next one is like really sad and I can't make fun of Zach during it because, um, he's very, he was very close with his grandmother who apparently never missed an episode of Ghost Adventures. Extremely sweet. Yeah. Um, and supposedly at around the time that Zach started feeling weird at... Extreme um, distress that made him end for the first time in six years their lock-in. And apparently this happened at the exact same time that his grandmother passed from this world. Um, which is very sad. Zach clearly loves this, loved this lady a lot. And she was a big part of his life. Uh, does it make a lot of sense, though? Mm, yeah. Nope. Well, he talks about going to her house a couple weeks later and feeling her presence being like... I love you and I'm with you and it's cool. And so that feels weird to me about how much distress he was in, you know, saying that like he was acting like Aaron was about like physically, like he was grabbing his stomach and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, Maybe it's you like know, somebody and, walking over your grave kind of thing. Yeah. And then saying it was because of his grandma. And I was like, those are very inconsistent feelings that you're getting from your grandma's passing from her ghost. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. rest in peace, Nana Bagans. Yep. Uh, sorry about that, peace. Zach. Hopefully uh, you're not stuck haunting some house or club somewhere. Douchebag. Yeah. So yeah, what'd you guys think? Uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> it was an experience, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Did you have a favorite part of this episode of Ghost Adventures? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, I did like the moment where they're talking about setting the portal up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're explaining the situation to you and that they're going to have a party and invite all the demons here to the Winchester Mystery <laughs> House. And then the other guy is like, we just have to tell them there's free cake and punch. And <laughs> even the other guys in the room couldn't respond to that like it was clever. Right. <laughs> it was a bad. It was an unnecessary comment joke. Mm-hmm. Try, uh, an attempt at a joke. Yep. yep. And they were all just like, 
we hype stuff up for a living and we can't even make anything out of this. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed the shooting range. That was that was a good Where it got a little too real. It got a little too real and uncomfortable. For me, the it's just the utterly delicious chaos of the lockdown falling apart yeah, completely. Yeah, that was my favorite part, was just like, I I would have very much liked this episode if it had just been that, and had not been <laughs> Winchester Mystery House. I One spent hour. the whole time being like, why are we doing this? Or, or You're do in that, the Winchester Mystery House. Do that in the Winchester Mystery House with the like ghosts you have on hand. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you, you don't need to bring but ones I, in. Right. Well, I, I quite liked the three locations and the chaos and things happening from in like, you know, in different places all at once. And I thought it was entertaining and fun, but I don't think that needed to happen at the Winchester Mystery House. So that kind of tainted the whole episode for me is because I had to go off on this whole side thing that did not need to be happening there. But that was my favorite part of the episode. Yeah, for sure. Is when everything devolved so quickly. Well, it is <laughs> fun when they're all trying to outdrama each other in that moment. <laughs> yes. Definitely. I would have watched one continuous hour of unedited footage of these idiots trying to get Skype to work in this dark house. <laughs> yes, I would have too. We have one final segment that we like to do called Tweet Watch, where we pull up Zach Bagans' Twitter and scroll through it. Uh, you can join us there. It's uh, at Zach underscore B-A-G-A-N-S. Uh, apparently Ghost Adventures live coming Halloween night. And uh, yesterday was Ghost Adventures' 10th anniversary. Wait, what? That's what Zach says. 10 year anniversary today. Tweeted yesterday. Oh, so they must have done like multiple seasons within a year. They squeeze two or three seasons in a year sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Because we're on the what? 16th season? Yeah. Against all odds, this show is in its 16th broadcast (laughs) season. Wow. I guess we're watching it, so I can't really say. Yeah. I guess I'm really playing myself. (laughs) There there really are people, though, who like love the show unironically. So. I think it's a mixed bag. And if you're listening to this right now, uh, sorry about all of this that we've done. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the biggest impression that was left with me for the show was the, like, dude broiness of the supernatural stuff, but how, like, inconsistent they are with the supernatural stuff. That if I was mm-hmm. watching this because I was a supernatural person, mm-hmm. it would drive me crazy because oh, yeah. they don't have their, like, dogma sorted out. The way they, they keep don't. using ghosts <laughs> right. and demons interchangeably and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I, there's a lot of stuff where it's like if you're trying to prove ghosts are here, uh-huh. like I don't need full scientific rigor because obviously that's not what you're doing here. But also some scientific rigor would make me feel like you're actually trying to prove that ghosts are here. Yeah, well, but also acknowledging that <laughs> there's like there are ways you can try to get evidence, but please do not call it scientific evidence, which they do. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least say we're trying to be as scientific as possible. Uh, Even but- just say document. Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. Even if you say we're trying to get proof by doing our own thing, that's fine. Just do your own thing the same way. Yeah. Like, for example, the fact that I do not know whether to call anything in this episode a spirit or a demon is yeah. a problem. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> those are distinctly different categories of things. The literature review did not effectively define the jargon. <laughs> the peer review. The peer review, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Insanely Haunted. Uh, thank you for, again, giving us one of our best weekend download history. Uh, we don't pay to advertise the show, so... Th- Thanks for telling your friends and giving us ratings and reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and all that stuff. Uh, if you know someone who likes Ghost Adventures, but not in a totally unironic way, who knows? They might be uh, Insanely Haunted fans. Yeah. And if you like Insanely Haunted, boy, have I got a podcast for you. It's called <laughs> Historical Hotties. And it's, it's excellent. It is great. Would you Excellent segue. Would you like to describe your podcast? Yeah, it's a show where we take different categories of historical figure, like everything from poets to aviators, and my sister and I and our guest, if we have one, I'll pick somebody in that category from any point in history that we think is the hottest, and then we debate them in four categories, mental attractiveness, physical attractiveness, social impact, and je ne sais quoi, to crown like the hottest architect or sculptor in history. Yes. Uh, the one that the example that I always use because it's very accessible to see if people are interested in the idea is our pop divas episode, which was oh. Prince, 
versus Freddie Mercury versus Whitney Houston. It's a real and, you're showdown. just saying that because I'm on this. You're just I, saying I, that. No, I swear to you, that is the one that I always use in as, as an example because always everyone always immediately has a gut reaction to which answer is correct. And then I'm like, you know, and then I'm like, you automatically understand the premise of the show because you feel very, very strongly that this person should have won. But how do you choose between these three incredible people? Uh, yeah, it is the one that I always use as an example because everyone always has an opinion. Whereas like if I talked about Fovists, everyone's like, what's a Fovist? <laughs> oh, yeah. What the hell is that? Uh, sorry I Freddie cussed Mercury so much. versus Prince versus Whitney Houston, everyone has an opinion. Oh, yeah. Those are three very widely known people who are very uh charismatic and uh uh talented so yeah yeah well yeah um and and i i i've i've literally listened to every episode of you guys and Aww. it's just really Yay, cool <laughs> yeah it's really cool learning about all like i don't know why i hated history when i was in like high school middle school mm. but like as an adult i guess maybe when I don't have to do any homework, like, <laughs> well, like, that's, a, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do the show because we're both big history nerds. We've like been professional living historians and stuff, um, and people think of history as this big, intimidating, boring block of information. Um, and so going by at the angle of like looking through the lens of sexiness at history makes it fun and accessible in a way that it might not be for otherwise. Yeah, it personifies. History, historic figures. We also figures. think it's important uh, in this day and age to, you know, there's a lot of people doing it, but we think that the more we can boost that signal, the better. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of history that was made by straight white cis dudes, and that's fine, but there was also a lot of history made by queer people and people of color and women, and um, we try to specifically shout a lot of that out in our episodes because yes. it doesn't take... It doesn't take a lot to change history and people feel like it, it does take a lot to change history. Oh, yeah, and we want to sure. and we want to make that point as well, that anyone can do it. And a lot of people, you know, anyone has done it in the past. A lot of people who were insignificant at the time have made an impact on history. Yeah, exactly. like some of our listeners might be interested to know that you wouldn't have Bluetooth without Lucille Ball. <laughs> For my love, Lucy. Well, and speaking mm -hmm. of... Um... Uh, the non-white side of history. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day coming up. Yes. Um, I'm really happy our, our hometown uh, is formally celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Christopher Fucko Day. <laughs> uh, yes. If anybody is going to celebrate is... that, I think they should call it that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A petition to formally rename Christopher Columbus Day into Christopher Fucko Day. <laughs> yes. Um, and as always, uh, I am encouraging you all to please support and visit your national and state parks as well as your history and science museums because knowledge is power. But don't ask any of the people who work there about ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I'd like to say thank you to Argo Fox for the music that we use and to our great friend Leandra for making our logo. Thank you, Leandra. Yes. So thank you, Lindsay and Whitney. And thank you. Uh, Max, and you want to you wanna sign as, us off? As we always say, my name is Max. I'm Cassie. That's you guys. Oh, oh, Whitney. I'm <laughs> and you just heard a, a class, class A EVP. EVP. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs>